0: After a week off, the Boston Blades get back to action, starting a six-game series with the Brampton Thunder. This is Blades Inside Edge. This is the Blades Inside Edge, the official podcast of the CWHL's Boston Blades. Here's your host, Chris Knobloch. Welcome to Episode 3 of Blades Inside Edge. My name is Chris Knoblock. I am the play-by-play voice of the Boston Blades. I'll be joined by my broadcast partner Steve Ventresca later on in this episode. In this edition of Blades Inside Edge, we'll take a look at the bye week and what the Blades did on their week off, we'll also preview the next six games all against the Brampton Thunder, and I'll sit down with Blades forward Megan Shea to discuss her first professional goal and where the team is at after their bye week. We'll begin with a recap of the last two games against the Calgary Inferno. Not a lot to celebrate for the Boston Blades in their Friday contest back on Halloween, their home opener, a 7-0 loss at the hands of the Calgary Inferno. Genevieve Lacasse was the story again for the Boston Blades, seeing 60 shots, a career high, and stopping 53 of them, also a career high. But the Blades could not get on the board and dropped the decision 7-0. It was, however, a different story on Sunday. While the Blades did drop a 4-2 decision to Calgary, a lot to build off for the Boston Blades as their offense finally got going, starting with Megan Shea's first professional goal. Shea and Crom fight for it. Wickenheiser in there to help for the Inferno. Coming away with the Shea. Centering pass. Shot. Score! Megan Shea with her first professional goal. And the Blades are on the board. It's now 3-1 Calgary.
1: Yeah, that's just a lot of hard work by Megan Shea. Digs the puck out of the corner. Wins the battle. Was trying to actually center that puck. And it looked like it hit off the backhand side of the stick of Desjardins and deflected into her own net. That was not a shot attempt by Megan Shea. But it doesn't matter how it goes in as long as it goes in. And that should spark this Blades team to hopefully build off this and get this thing back to a goal. Shea's goal came in the second period. It was the first goal by the Boston Blades
0: since they faced Calgary in Calgary on October 25th. In the third period, Christina Brown got the Blades within two goals, scoring under a minute into the third period. Now Myers over to Kickham. Kickham with the centering pass to Brown. Shot score! Christina Brown with the goal! It's four-to-two, and that was a
1: beauty by Brown. Yeah, great job by Sarah Duncan keeping the puck in at the point. Sending it back in deep, and just the hustle by this top line. Aaron Kickham gets the pass from Megan Myers, who wins the one-on-one battle in the corner. Centering feed, and Brown pucks to the net. Again, slips through the 5-0 of Desjardins, and we have life just 25 seconds into the third period here for the Blades.
0: Good vibrations plays through the Songus Arena here in Lowell. That's Brown's first regulation goal of the season she also had the shootout winner in the second game against toronto back up in toronto just played second game of the season brown's goal was her first regulation goal of the season after having the shootout winner against the toronto furies on october 18th the blades now move on to face the brampton thunder for six straight games the first two at home in boston followed by two games up in brampton with the final two games after that back in boston I'm joined now by my broadcast partner, Steve Ventresca. And Steve, we just came off the bye week. We're about to have the Blades face Brampton for six straight games. But first, bye week. The girls who we were just talking to before their practice here um, got a break. They've had some good team bonding time. A lot to build
1: off with this last game against Calgary going into the bye week. Yeah, especially if you look at the Sunday game, Chris. You know, a 4-2 finish against arguably the best team in the CWHL. They beat them one nothing in the third period, really had a much better team defense scheme in the third period. You saw the third man high in the zone, taking away those odd man rushes we saw in the second period that led to, you know, the four-goal outburst by Calgary in the second, a scoreless first, a scoreless third, and really the one slip, you know, about 15 minutes of that second period, giving up four goals, off a couple bad turnovers, a few defensive lapses in their own zone, but... Really a much stronger team play, and you saw that led to the Christina Brown goal. A good pinch by the defense, keep the puck in deep, work it down low, and find Brown in the slot for a nice one-timer goal.
0: We also remarked a lot during that Calgary game about the improvements of the third line, the line of Giannino, Shea, um, Lions rotated in on that line, as well as Olivia Keefe. So that line really showed a lot during that, th- that game. Megan Shea had the goal for the Blades the first one in the second period three lines working for the Blades three full lines and the addition of the fourth in certain situations seems to be the way that that coach McCloskey is going to go for this team so obviously the play of the third line was a big
1: improvement. I believe coach McCloskey really started to trust that third line more and more as that game went on we saw Megan Megan Shea's goal in the second period with about six minutes to go but it was before that doing the little things correct. Chipping the puck in deep, being hard on the forecheck, forcing a lot of Calgary turnovers and pinning them in their own end for some period of time. But going back to the Shea goal, just a lot of hard work. Chipped the puck in the corner herself, goes after it, battles one-on-one with the Calgary defender and nothing too fancy, just trying to get a puck to the net. Spins around, fires it, a good bounce, a fortuitous bounce, but it's not how it goes in just as long as it goes in and I think I said during the broadcast it's not how pretty it is just as long as it goes in it all comes the same and I think the blades really built off that and especially that third line being com- comprised of mostly rookies really fed off the energy and I think coach McCloskey started to trust them and put them more in key situations as the game went on.
0: Now we know this blade's team has offensive talent we started to see that during that second game against calgary they finally put more than one goal on the on the board during regulation uh we saw them create their own chances a lot of progress from that third line in particular but from the entire forward core as well which of course helps out genevieve lacasse who saw 60 shots in her first game against calgary and that was down to i believe it was down to 50 Not a market improvement, but then again, 10 less shots will help you every time, especially when you're putting points on the board. Now to Brampton. This team is in the middle of the CWHL. Uh, They're ahead of Toronto and Boston. They're behind the two juggernauts of the league, which are the Canadiens and the Inferno. Six straight games. This is an odd scheduling quirk. Two in Boston, two in Brampton, and two more in Boston. That's the next six games on the Blade schedule. What's it going to be like for these girls... To face this team six straight times. You don't see it in college, you don't really see it in the pros. You don't even see it in playoff series unless it goes six or seven games. So what's it gonna be like for the Blades as they get prepare for a month of Brampton?
1: It's the very rare home and home and home <laughs> back and forth we go between here and Brampton, Ontario, but I think it's I think it's gonna be a very good test, Chris, because Brampton isn't, as you said, one of the stronger teams. And with a much improved Blades roster, gaining confidence, you know, you go 0-4 against Calgary, but as as those two series went on, you could start seeing the Blades gain momentum, start playing better defensively, as we saw in that fourth game, start getting a couple goals past a backup goalie, albeit, but still scored against a very talented defensive core of the Inferno. And I think that playing six games against the same opponent, albeit not... The strongest one in the league is going to just do wonders for this team. They've got a hot goalie in Genevieve Lacasse. They put together an all-star top line there with Brown, Kickham, and Meg Myers, the new-look first line that we saw in that fourth game against the Inferno. And we saw them produce the second goal to start the third period there. And, you know, they're doing all the little things right. It's only a matter of time before the skill and the learning curve starts to catch up with the Blades, and they start putting together very competitive games and start putting some Ws on the board.
0: For me, this is the make-or-break point of the season. Brampton is not the strongest opponent. Not to say that they're not a good team, but when you look at the rosters of Toronto and you look at the rosters of Montreal... This is the team that the Blades match up the best with, uh, them and Toronto. Now, they don't face Toronto till the end of December, so they have six straight against Brampton where they're going to really need to prove themselves. Still looking for that first regulation win, and they are obviously inching closer, but all of a sudden this talent gap between what is effectively half the Canadian women's team out in Calgary... And Brampton, which does not have nearly that level of talent. This is very important, not only psychologically, but in the standings. This could, conceivably, by the end of this series with Brampton, and we're calling it a series just because it is uh, consecutive games, by the end of the series, Boston could be third in the CWHL. That's a playoff spot. So, really, this is a make-or-break-it for
1: me. It's a big swing series, as you've mentioned, Chris, and six games... They're winnable games. I think all these games were circled. You know, once the final roster sort of took shape before the season, you've got a lot of new faces. You have five returning players, effectively four, as players who played significant parts in the Clarkson Cup Championship last season. But these six games are very winnable, and it could really get the season back on track. You put together a couple wins... Say they win 4 out of 6, let's talk hypotheticals here. You win 4 out of 6 from Brampton, that puts you right back into the thick of things. And you gain that confidence, you gain that experience, you know what winning feels like, you don't want to lose again, you sort of get the ball rolling and snowball effects, get the momentum going towards a Clarkson Cup playoff for this team.
0: Who's your player to watch uh, this weekend against Brampton?
1: I think the player to watch has to be Meg Myers with that top line of Aaron Kickham and Christina Brown. You saw her make a lot of little plays. She was the one who pinned the puck in the corner, beat out the Calgary Defender, got it down to Kickham before the centering pass out front. We saw her make a number of big plays and she did take a couple penalties, a physical one albeit for body checking there in the third period. But She played hard for 60 minutes. I don't think we ever saw a let-up from Meg Myers. She's definitely going to be one of the girls to be leaned on for some of the scoring that's been an issue for this Blades team, but they're starting to figure it out, and I think she's going to have to be one of them to step it up.
0: For me, that player to watch is Nicole Giannino. She played a huge role on that third line. A lot of energy, a lot of defensive play as a forward, which obviously is key with the defensive core being limited to six players, really five players, and Ellie Tremblay um, when she's not playing forward. For me, uh, Giannino is that player because of the energy, because of the chances she created. She helped uh, break out to create that chance for Megan Shea, and really it's going to be up to her when the stars are not on the ice, when that top line of Kickham Myers and Brown aren't on the ice when the top defensive pairing of, I believe it will be for this game, Watchhorn and Duncan aren't on the ice or Watchhorn and uh, Burns, Giannino's going to be that stopgap to help with the offense as well as the defending when her third line is on the ice, and I think that's going to be very important.
1: Yeah, and I think the third line as well is going to be leaned on heavily not only to score but not let Brampton score for these six straight games They were one of the lines that I noticed did a much better job of keeping the third player high in the zone, not allowing those odd man rushes, and doing a good job of getting back defensively and being responsible. It looks like they're going to have to rely on them, not only for scoring, but coaches really trusting them in the defensive zone and to be very sound positionally.
0: All right, thank you very much, Steve. We'll take a short break here on Blades Inside Edge. When we come back, my conversation with Blades forward Megan Shea. The Boston Blades host the Brampton Thunder for Military Appreciation Night on November 14th at 7.30 p.m. at Bockeye Center in Dedham. Come with a valid military ID and get in free. The Blades will wear special camouflage jerseys and honor veterans throughout the game. For more information, visit boston.cwhl.ca. Welcome back to Blades Inside Edge. Megan Shea is a forward for the Boston Blades in her first season for the defending Clarkson Cup champions. I sat down with the former Boston College Eagle to learn more about what she did on her bye week and what it was like scoring her first professional goal. I'm here with Blades forward Megan Shea. And Megan, you just had a week off from game action. What would you do?
2: It was nice to just um, have a week off where we could recoup a little bit and regroup and work on a couple things in practice. Um, we're ready to go this week. We have Brampton this weekend, um, so we're excited about that, excited to get back and play some games. So two good practices this week and looking, for, looking ahead to this weekend.
0: So you scored your first professional goal in the last game against Calgary uh, in the second period. Can you just walk us through uh, how that play developed and uh, how you ended up scoring on Kathy uh, Desjardins?
2: Uh, our line had been playing pretty well on Sunday. So we had, we had possession in the offensive zone quite a bit. We just weren't getting the shots. So I just remember the puck going into the corner. I think there were two, two Inferno players in there with me, and I think one of them might have fallen down. And I saw, I think it was Olivia in front of the net. I don't even, the, the puck wasn't really going to her, but I thought I would just throw it in the general vicinity of the net, and I just happened to get lucky that it hit off the goalie stick and went in.
0: So we saw the offense start to come together. Um, Obviously, you had the goal. Christina Brown had a goal in that second game versus Calgary last weekend. What can you take from that game to build off of as you start a six-game series with Brampton uh, starting this weekend?
2: Yeah, it was great to get a couple goals on the board. Um, We've struggled a little bit offensively, but um, I think especially with brownie's goal in the third period we started playing a lot better and we're playing with more confidence and we know now that we can score some goals and we're just gonna take that confidence into this weekend and hopefully put a few past their goalie
0: six straight against brampton now you're from a hockey east school you're used to playing teams back to back but six straight is very unusual for any schedule. What's your mindset starting off this weekend, where you're going to play two at home against Brampton, then two up in their rink, and then another two back at home in the month of December?
2: Yeah, that's certainly interesting. I've never actually had that happen or seen a team six times in a row. I don't. I don't even know if I've seen a team six times in a season. But we want to jump out early, have a good first period, and just try to keep things simple get the puck in deep get some shots on net just play smart simple hockey and i mean you know it'll be good if we can get the first first win against them and carry the momentum five more times
0: so we're gonna do some rapid fire questions are you ready yeah let's do it so the first question came from twitter it was uh lauren rose and she asked what is your ideal golf foursome so you and three other people who would you pick
2: I'm going to go with, uh, the first two are easy. I'm going to go with my two favorite athletes, Chris Drury and Derek Jeter. The third person, if anyone from Andover happens to be listening and can make this happen, that would be greatly appreciated, but um, George W. Bush.
0: Next question, what's your favorite fall beverage?
2: I'm a huge fan of apple cider, especially hot apple cider with some of those uh, apple cider donuts.
0: Favorite pregame meal?
2: I don't like to go too heavy before a game, so maybe a, a yogurt and, and some an apple, something like that.
0: Now, the exact opposite of that, what's your favorite comfort food?
2: I love macaroni and cheese.
0: Any particular type, any toppings, or just plain old mac and cheese?
2: Uh, if we're getting like, real advanced here, a barbecue chicken mac and cheese.
0: That, that's interesting. I've never had that before.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Mr. Max in Manchester, New Hampshire, highly recommend it.
0: One final question for you: What's it like being a Boston Blade? What what inspired you to come join the team when you were asked by uh, Christopher Petronic? What what how how are you liking the season so far? And what what's been the best part about being a Blade?
2: The season's been great so far. Obviously, not showing quite in the win win loss column, um, but we're a really hardworking team. And that's been a lot of fun to be around. I after I um, graduated from BC, I didn't really think I'd be playing competitive hockey especially three years later Um, so just to be back out on the ice with a bunch of girls who are so competitive and work hard every single day to get better it's been a lot of fun really just grateful for the opportunity and looking forward to see what we can do this season.
0: That was my conversation with Blades forward Megan Shea. That will do it for this edition of Blades Inside Edge. For my partner, Steve Ventresca, who you can follow on Twitter, at Steven Ventresca. My name is Chris Knobloch. Follow me on Twitter, at CNobloch17. Make sure to follow the Boston Blades on social media, at Boston CWHL for Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Boston CWHL. Once again, my name is Chris Knobloch. Thank you so much for listening to Blades Inside Edge. Until next time, go Blades.